And you're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. We cover basketball in the Garden State. But let's face it, guys, we cover Rutgers and Seton Hall, right? I'm Steve <laughs> Titchener with the regular crew, Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. Well, Rutgers, last time we had the show, was uh, Rutgers has done quite well. Uh, went over Syracuse and Maryland. Uh, and I got to say, the, the, the story for me is Ron Harper Jr., guys. I mean, he's playing lights out. Um, he's progressing. His game has progressed. Uh, he was very good at the end of last year. He's even better this year. I mean, he's shooting the ball beautifully and, uh, he's playing at another level. And I mean, he's really, he's, he's, you know, he's the difference right now with, with Rutgers, especially with Gio out. Gio did play, uh, against, uh, um, Maryland looked good. Uh, you know, perhaps a little bit of rust, but looked pretty good. But, uh, Ron Harper Jr. is really playing at another level. He has been uh, as good as advertised. I know reading um, Jerry Carino earlier this year, he thinks he could be one of the most underrated recruits, you know, that Jersey's had in a long, long time. And for uh, Steve Peichel to, to um, you know, find him and bring him to Rutgers and to see him blossom like this has really been amazing. And you bring up the Maryland game, he picked up two quick fouls and was on the bench. And, you know, really didn't have too much going. It was frustrating. He had a couple of fouls. And Paul Mulcahy, he had a couple of fouls. But, um, listen, his father was a longtime NBA player. Uh, it's in the blood. Uh, the basketball genes have, have made it down to the son, who was more of a shooter. I remember his father, Ron Sr., was more of a slasher, not, not a great, uh, per se, jump shooter. But Junior is you know, really a terrific three-point shooter. He puts it on the floor when you get close, but, um, you know, they're running sets for him now where he's he's just coming off the screens and, and lighting it up, and it's been a thing of beauty to see him really blossom this season. Playing full of confidence, and that always shows in a player when he knows he's got it going on. And he's, he benefits from the fact that it's a very deep Rutgers team. And so it's kind of pick your poison, and if you slough off on somebody else to put a little more help toward, you know, Ron Harper Jr., then Rutgers is going to score there, too. So you have to be a little more balanced in your approach defensively. And it's been great for Rutgers. Uh, Double-digit wins in all five games. First time since 1941 that they won their first five by double digits or more. So, it's it's been all good for Steve Peichel and company. It'll get not tougher, like, right? Yeah, it'll get tougher. I mean, the the Big Ten's a beast, but off to a great start. Hey, you got Illinois on Sunday. You got uh, then you got Ohio State Wednesday. So you're you're absolutely right, Matt. But you know, like Miles Johnson's playing really big. You know, he looks great. I mean, again, they're really athletic right now with with Jacob Young and Montez Mathis. You know, Amori looks looks terrific. Mulcahy comes in and just. You know, he just keeps his head up and he makes these great passes. I mean, he's, he's a true point guard in the true sense. And he gives them a, an, another element as well. And there's not a lot to complain about so far. Again, the foul shooting has been bad and it was bad last night. It was under 50%. They actually shot better from three-point land than from the foul line. And that's going to hurt them, guys. Down the road in tight games, the, the foul shots are going to help them. And that's still an issue with them, unfortunately. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. How about this? Um, you take a look at uh, Matt said that they've won their last couple of games by double digits. They're they're beating 
uh, or all all season long, they'll win it by double digits. You take a look at the AP top 25 this week. Are you ready for this? They've moved up to number 19. And right behind them, ready for the likes of Ohio State is 20, Duke is 21, North Carolina 22, Louisville or Louisville, pick your poison, 23, uh, Clemson and Michigan round out the top 25. So how about being in front of those, those programs in basketball? I mean, this is this is new territory. We're not in Kansas any longer, fellas. Steve Peichel is is building something here. Um, I used to use the the old uh, Kevin Costner movie. You know, if you build it, they will come. He's getting recruits, and so um, that's amazing when you look at that and you think of those teams that are behind them. And so uh, they haven't tasted defeat yet this season, as you mentioned. Illinois uh, is is uh, right on the horizon. They are loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll really see when they step up in uh, in competition and play uh, the Illini in the not too distant future. Yeah, and uh, Illinois just took on some 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 big programs as well. Uh, you know, they dropped a game to Baylor, but then they came back and uh, they beat Duke in the uh, ACC Big Ten Championship. So, uh, rather championship, but uh, whatever they're it is, tip off. So, um, uh, so they they're they are loaded. They're a good team, and uh, that's going to be a huge uh, huge challenge for Rutgers. So you got you still again, as Matt alluded to, it's a very strong conference. And so you got to, you, while being excited, you got to understand how good this conference is and they just got to keep going, but they're, they're playing really well. I mean, Maryland lost their best two players. I mean, Jalen Smith went on, he got drafted, uh, the other point guard, uh, left as well. So, um, they didn't have, um, the same team as last year, but still, I mean, that's still a very good team and, uh, Rutgers, uh, they Rutgers didn't look play- like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they didn't foul late, which I thought was strange. Uh, um, You know, when they still were within like seven or nine, they just kind of seemed like they almost took the foot off the pedal. It was that was a little strange. But um, but, you know, Rutgers, listen, uh, you know, again, they're shooting well. Um, and they're they're playing good defense, and and uh, it, it's you know, and the Syracuse game was a little different. I thought defensively it was a little strange. They gave up a lot of really easy uh, buckets, a lot of a lot of easy um, uh, layups and such. And you know, Bayheim, anytime, no matter what players he has, that system with the zones he works and all that stuff, you got to play a different game. So it was concerning, but they they figured it out and and uh, and pulled away late in that game too. So. Um, yeah. both games were up and down. It was by no means a dominant. Although I'll tell you what, if they shot halfway decent from the free throw line, it would have been a blowout essentially, mm-hmm. um, uh, against, uh, against Maryland. And that's a road well, that's win. Kind of, that's kind of always been the case with them, right, Steve? They've yeah. been a really good defensive team and they would win these rock fight games, you know, yeah. because they couldn't score the ball. Now, all of a sudden they've got three, four five guys that can put the ball in the basket. You mentioned Geo Baker, getting him back from the ankle injury. He actually played 28 minutes yeah. against Maryland. He had 15 points, was really good. Miles Johnson, um, you know, anything that he gives you around the basket is gravy with layups and he was and huge. He was cleaning glass, cleaning glass rebounds. last night. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, the fact that they're scoring the ball now is, is something yeah. that's going to make them even harder because, Mm-hmm. They really were known for lunch pail and hard helmet. They're going to knock you around defensively and want to win games in, you know, the upper fifties and sixties. But now they can, they can actually score the ball, which is is something new and different. Teams will have to take into account. Yeah, that's been the big surprise to me: the offensive ability, but only 
based on the past, when you consider how deep they are, the rotation is strong, and the players they have, it's it's really not a surprise that they've been able to pump out that point. You know, if they don't suffer any significant injuries, they're going to be a factor for uh, in the Big Ten, and they'll be a NCAA tournament-bound team for sure. And you don't have to do the old, we would have gone, uh, you, you will be there. You know, COVID robbed what was probably going to be an NCAA bid, but there'll be no doubts this year. How about yeah. the NCAA, though? Now saying that all the games are going to be played in the San Antonio area, at least that was the yeah. report last I guess night. It's the safest way to do it. So, uh, you know, let's just have a tournament. My goodness, with Rutgers playing the way they are, we got to get into, you know, Rutgers has to, uh, you know, get into a tournament, which has been the 29-year drought, now 30-year drought. They would have gone in certainly last year. Uh, you know, the one thing that's got to give you pause, though, is, look, it has how good, again, how good the Big Ten is. So you get you you get tested every night uh, when you're playing in that conference. And also the, the home cooking, they did have a lot of home cooking at home. Now it's, you know, look, I mean, they had a road win against in, down in D.C., but how much is a road win mean right now um not how to look at you'll take it but um it's us against them as you said matt it's it's just the players you know it's it's like who's got the louder bench you know and so ruckers has been really lively on the bench that's another thing too that i noticed ruckers was really lively early on the bench and maryland said man we better catch up to him on that and get and you know probably the coach turned around and said hey guys man wake up too and um you know so there was the both teams were pretty by the second half were uh were very vocal on the bench because and you can hear them you know, you can hear them because there's no crowd. So that's a, that's part of it, too, because Rutgers was really, really strong at home. But listen, this, the team's playing really well. There's really nothing. As a Rutgers fan, you all you can be is thrilled by it and see how it all plays out. And that's... Uh, yeah, you know, Matt yeah. mentioned that uh, the NCAA tournament and that, that this will be the season that they finally do. I don't know whether you guys had seen this or not, but Florida State actually hung a banner Okay, that says NCAA canceled, and they put their final ranking for the 2020 season. So they put it <laughs> as if it. they were going to make the NCAA tournament. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, please, that that's ridiculous. That's but, that's reaching uh, right. Yeah. yeah, Rutgers was going. I mean, we knew. Oh yeah, that was the thing, and that was what was such a such a uh, tough pill to swallow. But um, yeah, this will be the year, and uh, they they don't have to put up a, um, you know, canceled underneath it. So yeah. just, stay, just stay healthy. Yeah. Miles yeah. Johnson's been huge, too. Yes, yeah. you're right. I love the flow. He's got a great flow. He and Ron Harper have a great flow, too. Oh, tremendous. Moss. Isn't it, it unbelievable? Yeah. We would say, yeah. Absolutely. Great, great hair. And, and <laughs> Cliff Omori is athletic as all get out. He opened the game with a with a, a jump shot from the corner. And as the announcer said, if he starts making that shot on a regular basis, Katie bar the door. Yeah, I mean, they're... this guy can do, there's nothing else that he can't right. do. Very athletic, man. Very, yeah. very impressive so far. So, and that other team from uh, South Orange, the Pirates on a little, uh, a bit of a winning streak as well. So they're looking good. Let's uh, take a break to hear from LG Insurance. And then we'll talk about the Pirates when we get back. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. Agency. 
And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood, sponsored by LG Insurance and Matt Lachlan. Your Seton Hall Pirates are on a little bit of a roll. And uh, after a couple tough losses, they seem to have uh, gotten, their, gotten their feet under them. A nice win against uh, St. John's and heading into the Big East. They're looking pretty good. Are you happy? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, anyone would want more wins than they have, but no question about it. The Penn State victory was huge. It carried over to St. John's. Uh, you know, they're a confident team now. And I don't know how high is up for this team. There are still some questions to be answered. They've got the talent. But outside of Sandru Mamukalashvili, who is going to take the big shot at the big moment, they've got some candidates. When will Bryce Aiken return? That, those are two important factors. But, yeah, they're, they're going to make some noise in the Big East. They will be a tough out for sure. Yeah, you mentioned Sandro. He has taken his game to the next level. You know, he struggled a little bit early on, um, but he has really taken things, as you mentioned. He's going to be Miles Powell this year. He's going to be the guy that's going to want to take that big shot. Um, And the beauty with him is that, you know, when Miles had the ball in his hand, you knew that the ball was going up and he was either going to, you know, fake you out to get you off your feet and then have you jump into him for a long three point shot. The beauty with Sandro is that he really is like a, a power point forward because he can put the ball on the floor, uh, drive to the basket, draw people. And then, you know, the old dribble drive and, and dish, he can get the ball off to some guys that might be more open than he is. So, Rather than Miles, who you knew was gonna, the shot was going to be his, Sandro can A, take the shot, or B, set up an open teammate because he's going to draw people to him. So that's, that's a nice problem to have for uh, Yeah, for it's a weapon that most teams, yeah, most teams don't have a weapon like that. As you mentioned, he can take the shot. He's shooting 39% from three. He scored 30 or more in two of his last three games. So he's just starting to really embrace that role of being the guy. Everybody talks about it, but when it comes down to it, it's not easy to be the guy. And I think this team was still trying to figure out who would be. To me, it was obvious it was going to be him given his talent, but you've got to be the guy uh, or want to be the guy and not just say it. And, And he now understands what that means. Teams will come at him, but in crunch time, he is going to be there for Seton Hall. So uh, things are things are in good, good form for Seton Hall. And it's nice, Matt, because he's 6'10", mm. and, you know, he's left-handed. And, you know, you might not think too much about that, but, you know, lefties are – there are not a ton of lefties out there. And, and you're used to guarding someone. I can see it with, you know, coaching not only at my level but at the high school level. You're not used to guarding someone who's left-handed, okay? So, so that's – something that's added there. And again, he's not at six ten. He's not your, you know, station to station back to the basket guy where you're just going to have to worry about teams, uh, you know, dumping it into him and he's going to make a, a drop step right or left. He'll shoot a three pointer NBA three pointer in your face. He'll drive by you and dunk on you, or he'll drive by you and kick it off to Jared Roden or hopefully Bryce Aiken when he's healthy again, maybe Miles Kale into the corner. So, you know, he's someone that's that's really nice to have. I mean, I could see um, at the end of games just Kevin Willard giving it to him at the top of the key and just saying, all right, either go by your guy or create for somebody else. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, just hopefully not when uh, you're playing the team from Rhode Island. Yeah, and he, that is coming up this yeah. Sunday. 
Yes, it is. And it's down here, I believe, in the Garden State. Yep, yep. Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon. And, okay. Sa- you know, Sandro, there's no surprise he was going to pick up. But now he's picking up the brunt of the offense, Matt. You, you just said it, uh, plus, you know, 30-plus points the last two games. I mean, Jared Roden has pulled back a little bit. Is it because, you know, Sandro's, you know, filling the bucket? I mean, because you, you can get into a situation like kind of with Miles Powell where they counted on him so much. If they can't count on Sandro so much, can't teams just key on him and take that away? I mean, do they have a – is there a danger of them being a one-hit wonder? In that res- no. respect, no, they're, they're I don't balanced think so. enough. I think the difference between and listen, Miles Powell is one of the all-time great Seton Hall players, yeah. but he wasn't six ten, mm-hmm. and that means Manuel Kalashvili provides a different kind of a challenge. But to your point, yes, Jared Roden has to be better. He has to be more consistent. Uh, Seton Hall still trying to figure out their offensive game. Defensively, they they are what they've always been under Kevin Willer, and that's a tenacious club. But offensively, they got to figure a few things out. There's no doubt about it. The loss of Aiken affected their depth. The lack of a preseason has limited the freshmen that they were depending on, uh, uh, Jahari Long and uh, Dominguez Stevens. So that depth is not as great as it appeared coming into the season. It's still pretty good. Kyle Molson is just getting his feet underneath him again after missing all of last year sitting out. So, uh, I, I expected a little bit more from Tyree Samuel. We'll see. It's still early, and conference play has just started. So overall, not worried. But you're right, Steve. I mean, some of these guys are going to have to be more of a weapon than they've shown. Yeah, the glue, again, we talked about this in our last one, and it's surprisingly, uh, but is Shavar Reynolds. I mean, he yeah. has been somebody mm-hmm. who started as a walk-on um, and is is finishing as really a fan favorite. The fans love him. He's, he's been asked to do a heck of a lot more than anybody would have expected this year. You know, with Bryce Aiken coming in, he was the big signing and one of the, one of the big East conferences, top um, incoming players. And, and you take a look and Shavar's playing 33 minutes a game. Nobody would have yeah. expected that. And yeah, he's exactly. holding his own, you know, he's averaging nine points. Uh, he's your leading assist guy, almost, you know, six a game. Um, and he's just always there. You know, he's kind of a nudge for other teams. He, he doesn't do everything great. He just does a lot of things well. Um, and Kevin Willard, I, I don't know where he'd be without him right now. And thank goodness, um, he's out there because as you said, we're not sure when, when Bryce will be back because ankles are tough. You know, Rutgers found that out with Geo Baker, who who's now back. So hopefully, um, yeah. Shavar will be back sooner rather than later because they need yeah, Bryce. Yeah, Bryce. I'm yeah, sorry, Bryce. Bryce. Yeah. yeah, Bryce. He, he should be back. I don't think he'll be back for the Providence game. And I would doubt he'll be back for Georgetown, which is on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. But I would suspect you'd see him after Christmas. That that appears to be the time frame, but we'll see. And just like Rutgers has a grind in the Big Ten, here you got Seton Hall in the Big East, man. And look, you got, you know, you got two teams in the top 10. You got Villanova and Creighton in the, in the top 10. A nice opening win against St. John's, and then you got Marquette. You got to go out to Milwaukee. Uh, how good is Marquette this year? And what do you what do you see that with that matchup? We'll probably Coming get this off sh- a win last night over yeah. Creighton on the road. They they beat the ninth ranked team in the country, and really kind of did so handily. Although uh, the first half tilted Creighton's way, and, and Creighton yeah. crept a little closer in the second half. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's amazing. They uh, they're scoring points and and starting to defend. Uh, or I should say defending and now starting to score some points. That was the big eye-opener last night 
for exactly. uh, Wojo was the fact that they scored points. So uh, it was a big it was a big win, and it'll be a test for Seton Hall, no question. Because you always see that with Marquette, right? You know, it's one of those systems, again, where they just, they always are good and can always beat any team on any night, even on, you know, even when they're not necessarily, you know, a ranked team. So, and so it's, I guess, tough going to, going to Milwaukee and, and, and playing them. Uh, but Seton yeah, Hall, exactly. But Seton Hall's done well uh, against Marquette. And, and, and again, the Big East is, is, uh, is again just as tough. I mean, you know, it's got to be right up there with the Big Ten in, in terms of uh, you know ranked uh, opponents, and certainly you know two opponents. You know, Cre- you know again, Creighton is probably going to drop now, but you know Villanova up there at seven. Um, Big East is still uh, a beast, as they say. Yeah, no, it's it's not easy. Probably top heavy with Villanova. The the depth of great teams is not like the Big Ten, but. You know, there aren't a lot of easy outs. There aren't a lot of easy outs. John, how about Providence, man? What's going on with them, and how uh, how are they looking in the Big East this year? Well, they're looking right now like a two-man team. Um, as Sandro is taking his game to new heights, uh, the point guard, uh, two-guard David Duke is doing the same for the Friars. He's had a couple of really good games in a row. Um, he's been the, the guard that's been doing the outside work. The inside work um, is 6'11", 260-pound. Nate Watson uh, has really been uh, a stalwart inside. Uh, and, and But outside of those two, there really has not been that third musketeer. They're looking around for someone else to help out. Um, and that guy has not shown his face yet, whether that's you know highly recruited and top 50 guy, A.J. Reeves, who really hasn't... Um, you know, lit the ball on fire yet. Um, they have a couple of transfers. Jared Bynum came over from St. Joe's. He's their point guard now, and uh, they're expecting big things from him. Um, so we'll see. Right now, they're they're a two-man team looking for help, and uh, hopefully it gets here soon. But they've been uh, they've had a couple of games postponed now due to uh, the pandemic, and so they haven't played in uh, over a week or so. So it'll be almost two weeks when they when they take the court here at the Rock. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what to expect. We'll have to see. Well, exciting basketball for both teams, Rutgers and Seton Hall. It's early on, so uh, we'll be covering it. Well, yeah, we'll check into Monmouth and check into Fairleigh Dickens and some of these other teams Monmouth as well. Monmouth hasn't played yet. They haven't I'm even played yet. They're supposed to play next yeah, they're supposed to play next week. They're supposed to play Hofstra, so we'll we'll uh, we'll check in um, with them and uh, see how uh, see how they're doing as well. So um, again, this the Jersey Hardwood uh, podcast, weekly podcast, we cover Jersey basketball. Yes, we lean heavy Rutgers, Seton Hall, but we'll check in on the other teams as well. Again, very exciting season this year because both teams are playing at a high level. And uh, that'll do it for this week's show. Steve Titchener, John McAlevey, and Matt Lachlan will catch you all uh, next week. And check out our site, moresportsnow.com. That's where we post our podcast. We also have a football podcast called RU Review. So check that out on the site. And you can catch our podcast on any place where you uh, find your podcast. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, so uh, iTunes, obviously. So check it out. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.